0: Hello and welcome to the Race Hour in association with Bet MGM. Uh, on a weekend, we've seen hen parties come over and have lesser willy packed weekends than this weekend. <laughs> but we are going to be reviewing the Dublin Racing Festival, looking ahead to Cheltenham, and we are joined as ever by Dermot Nolan. Dearman, you were there on Sunday, I believe. How did you enjoy the racing? What was the Leopard Sound experience like?
1: Yeah, first of all, great to have you there in the old uh, the old seat, there, a hot seat. You're always. Always making a play for it. So as I was saying before, and Cass's coup has finally worked out now. And Dean's a gone. New, a new epoch has begun. Yeah, yeah, Dean's Dean's reign of terror is over, and your reign of terror now <laughs> begins. And yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was there on Sunday. Uh, a lot of people giving out about the Saturday. Uh, the Sunday was fine. Literally uh, getting a pint or whatever else was absolutely grand. Um, the racing itself was now like the first race was very competitive. Obviously, you were then kind of impressed with Ballyburn. And then it very quickly descended into right when are these three races over with now? You know, State Man, Fabiolo, et cetera, et cetera. Um, definitely took away from the festival overall. I mean, it's, it's a, it, like they've nailed it. Leperson have nailed it to have 20,000 people going through there on Saturday. Cast is just that's unbelievable. Um, they've nailed their marketing, they've nailed all of it barred. They could obviously do with some more uh, facilities now. But again, the more tickets they sell, I'd imagine the more all that would improve as well. But it is the racing is a massive issue, and we're sleepwalking into it. You'll see the same lads on Twitter now defending this and saying that it's not Willie's fault. We all know it's not Willie's fault. But to be sat here still now looking on as Willie just absolutely dominated every single race, like even when the favorite flopped, it was still his outsider winning it. Joe, even the mayor's bumper on the last day, the favorite one didn't run well, Aurora Vega, and it was his other one that won it. Um, it's gone too far now. I understand that TDs aren't. Uh, quite happy uh, TDs to our UK audience would be MPs. Uh, they're not overly happy with the money being pumped into Irish racing and that it kind of tends to be coming out around the one, one slash two people. So this is a problem and I don't know how we started, Cass, I really don't.
0: We are also joined by Ronan Groom, journalist with the Irish Field. Ronan, you're, you're a man with your finger on your pulse. You're in and around race courses frequently. Um, how whelmed were you? Were you overs or unders on the whelmed scale with the weekend and how it panned out with the Willie Mullins factor?
2: Well, probably somewhere in the middle with regards to the whole weekend, Stephen, like um, you the, the atmosphere on track was sensational. I really enjoyed that. I uh, don't know, like my pet peeve going to race courses would be things like getting a drink. And I heard off a few people on Saturday, that was a bit of a mission, which is never great. I remember being at Leopard Sound just after the COVID when... Like, First of all, the racing festival after that when everyone was back and they had an absolute nightmare that day, that Saturday. And it turned about, OK, on Sunday, I think it was a bit like that again on Saturday, which is a bit disappointing for people coming over. But generally, the atmosphere is really good. I echo everything else that Dermot uh, said there, though. Like, this is just unsustainable. I think we're sleepwalking into a situation where it's just not good at all. Obviously, all the caveats of what Willie is doing is absolutely sensational. You can't blame anyone. at three economics, you know, that all the owners want to go there. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, But it's not sustainable. Like if you take we had thirty six thousand people at the Dublin Racing Festival this weekend, like if you had every Dublin Racing Festival like what we had there, Willie really winning all eight grade ones, you know, really uncompetitive racing in this in, obviously Statement Al Fabiolo and and the two-horse race that was turned into a, a bit of a mess altogether, that's just not sustainable going forward. You just won't get thirty six thousand people coming to that every year. So I don't know, HRI, don't have a clue what to do. I don't really have much of a suggestion other than to implore owners, I guess. Maybe it's down to the people that own these horses. You kind of really need to implore them. For the good of the game, they'll probably just say, here, it's my money, I'll do what I won't. And they would be obviously well entitled to it. But for the good of the game, could we start spreading a few more horses around and, and making it a bit more competitive because... All this Willy talk um, is it, kind of it's draining now. And, and you can well believe with the, the MPs and the people who are criticizing yeah. racing, and they turn on RT racing, and all literally Brian Leeson's talking to Willy Muns after every single race to kind of go, what are we doing here? Look, positives and negatives, I'm sure we'll delve deep into the action, but uh, all in all, yeah, kind of 50 50 on the weekend as a all- whole.
0: Yeah, yeah, there, there is that feeling and that sentiment and, and there is things can be done. We've spoke about it often on this podcast, things that can be done in terms of uh, restrictions and the program book, especially as a place you can start very hard to, to restrict trainers numbers. We all understand that. Um, but the program book forced them into um, forced them into running against each other more. Uh, there's too many, too many open races, I would say. And and we could filter the start that way anyway. And, and and a lot of the Christmas races repeating. We could probably do a better job there. But we will talk and about the racing now, how we're going to do it on the pod. We're going to go novice hurdlers, novice chasers, and then open championship races. So starting with the novice hurdlers and, and with a view to the supreme. Uh, and Ronan, we'll start with you as our guest. Ballyburn, how impressed are you? And how do you think the supreme market is shaping up now after the weekend?
2: Yeah, pretty impressed. I'd say I'd go odds on he'll end up in the Supreme after this. I just think that this is uh, what Willie looks for in a Supreme horse now. He's a big old cruiser, isn't he? Just the way he goes through his races, his head is kind of dipped down and and he just wants to go faster than he's actually been let go. And I think he's won this pretty comprehensively, isn't he, really? Um, I know a lot of people will have him earmarked as as a Ballymore horse or a Barring Bingham horse. At the start of the season, but I don't know. I just looking back at the uh Willie's winners of the the Deloitte, or as it used to be called, it used to be over 2 2, and it probably was a bit more of an even spread of what, where he went then. But I just kind of went back and looked all 12 of his winners, all 11 of his winners, and just kind of looked where they went. So if you start from the very start, you go it's Ballymore, Supreme, Supreme, Supreme Ballymore, Albert Bartlett, Ballymore, Supreme, 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 Ballymore, Supreme. So the the four of the last five winners have gone for the supreme, and that's basically since the race. The bike went down to two miles, uh, and he just has a look of like appreciated or a classical dream, doesn't he? From the front, um, I could see him going out there making all or being prominent enough in supreme, and I think it'd be pretty hard to beat now. To be honest, it was really well.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think once he once he um made the decision with Champagne Fever. Now that was two two when Champagne Fever wanted to go back. He seems to think and has made the supreme a race for stairs. Everyone says it's a race for stairs. I wondered as much that Willie Bullens wins it with stairs. But this horse, he's extremely like classical dream, I think, with the low head carriage, his way it going. He's just going to bound out and make all. Um, German Nolan, what did you think? Are you th- are you Ballyburn will we- we'll go supreme? What's your thoughts?
1: i of like you, Cass, before, and I didn't believe the hype, really, Um, until then we saw what we saw, and you can't. You can't look at that evidence straight in the face and not just accept that he's very, very good. Um, I love what he did over the first four hurdles as well. His jumping was just so good; he was taking himself up, up to the lead. He showed fierce natural pace that I just didn't see in him before that. Uh, it was really, really good. The race itself overall looks very strong as well. Uh, Slade Steele seems to be all the rage now for a Barry Bingham. If he goes that way, rather than um, rather than a supreme they could split up and then behind him on the day is well. I thought absurd a very good race considering he now qualifies for handicap hurdles at the festival. So, um, he's one that could be very, very interesting. The one I like as well, uh, just to give a bit of a note there, I was there in the parade ring on Sunday and I saw Paddy Mullins come back in and he was talking away beside me. And he said that any horse that likes good ground had a nightmare at the weekend. They absolutely hated it. And you could see that in that race, fire and glory dropped out very, very quickly. Uh, he said that Daddy Longlegs went from traveling very smoothly to all of a sudden he was just gone. Now he might just be good enough. But I thought watching a lot of the racing, the the way the handicap hurdle completely tinned out on the Sunday as well. It, it really was a day for tough, tough horses like that. But, Cass, but the way uh, global warming is going, it seems to just be winter and summer now. So we're not guaranteed that Shetland will, will be any better. So yeah, no, uh, Ballyburn has to go supreme now, I think. And, uh, to take the world a stopping. Six to four, no running no, no bet. I wouldn't thought I'd say that. It it, it doesn't look too awful a to really, does it?
0: Doesn't look too awful. And seven to four with our, our sponsors today, Bet MGM. Um, yeah, to get to get King of Kingsfield, who was actually traveling quite well um at what would have been the second last off the bridle turning in. So so emphatically, I thought it was really impressive.
2: What did um, you think of uh your slate steel? I know you're a big fan of him. I thought that going up to more maybe would that be the I yeah, I
0: yeah. I, I, I was very much of the view he would have to win this to go supreme. So I was backing him sort of non-runner no bet, thinking you could have beyond the four to one Supreme favourite. If he had won, I thought he was emphatically beaten, has to go up and trip, and I think he's now overhyped. I'd be dead against him at four or five to one for the Bearing Bingham. I think there's a lot of strength in that race. Um I love State Steel, but everything to me is about price, and no way in hell am I going back backing him at four to one or five to one for a Bearing Bingham after that. I thought he was comprehensively beaten. And on this kind of sticky ground, I, you know, to put a couple of lengths into King of Kingsfield as well within him, uh, I would have said. So, yeah, not getting carried away with him like a lot of people. I'd probably look elsewhere now in the Bering Bingham, which is a race we'll move on to now on the back of the two mile six novice hurdle. The Is it the, still the Nathaniel Lacey? I'm not even sure. It is. We giving little, it, little, OK, shout out to our friends Nathaniel and Lacey. So. <laughs> Uh, and the partners down. as well <laughs> and, the, and the partners there, yeah, keep, keeping the show on the road Um, uh, Dermot we'll start with you this time uh, I, I thought it looked like an, a, a really good race Um, it seems to be being downplayed uh, Predator's goal turned over but ran his race what did you make of it?
1: I thought Predator's goal was the clear one to take out I, I thought this was a brilliant Danny Mullins ride you know Jatara kicked on he knew Rachel Blackmore was there on sufferance he just let it develop in front of him he, he, he got himself back again Blew home. He just he was on the more straightforward horse. Watching it back, you can see exactly what Paul Townend's talking about as well that Predator's Gold pulls the head off himself. So his performance is actually very, very taking in what he does. I watched a lot of this back last night. I thought the race wasn't a whole pile, but I'd agree with you, Kathy, that there, there is a bit more here. Not that I'd be particularly backing either of them for the likes of, uh, you know, a, a Bering Bingham or an Albert Bartlett, but Predator's Gold to me. Probably backed up why they spent so much money on Caldwell Potter because he's only going to improve going further as well. And Predators Gold really paid a very handsome, handsome tribute to him. Uh, Dancing City, you know, he's actually paid a a, a, a tribute to a, a Ballyburn because he ran a blinder and a bumper last year behind him. Um, was all the right horses. Obviously, the uh, price is very big. Retrospectively, as it always is, the horse I fancied, Lynn just an absolute horror show of a performance. The uh, drift said it all. He was drifting all morning. I, I. I had coddled myself that the market just had it wrong, but it did not. Whatever the hell hell was going on there it was absolutely awful. So I'm back to the drawing board on both the Barry Bingham, Bingham and the Albert Bartlett cast, but um, very impressive. Predators Gold is the one to take out, but I'm not sure we saw any Channel Festival winners there.
0: Yeah, to somewhat agree. Predators Gold. I was watching it back there. He he did throw the head up in the air a little bit now coming up to the line. So I'd be I'd be I'd Be worried about him. He probably race, did plenty though to
1: do that though. As in, he, he, he's probably just bollocks, was he? As in, you he, know, he,
0: but he's, he still has to say two five in a bearing bingham. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I last night I, I was driving home from the airport. Uh, I was over in Birmingham the weekend. And I was thinking, God, Predator's gold uh, on first watch of the race. I thought he traveled really well into it, looked like he was going to win this race and maybe didn't quite stay. But on second watch, I thought there was just a, a touch of a kink in him. So once there's a kink in him, uh, I'm out it depends on the price. Depends on the price. Ronan Groom, in the context of the two races, the Bering and the Albert Bartlett. Uh Dancing City to go and win a grade one like that at Leopardstown, he's uh, twelve to one in places for the Albert Bartlett. He's ten to one with our sponsors, Bet MGM. What, what did you think of the the, the race or, or any of the, the novice performances in the context of those two races? And where do you see those races lying now? Seeing as we won't be talking to you probably too much between now and Cheltenham, you can tell us what you fancy for the, the Bering Bingham and the Albert
2: Barlett. You won't be talking to me ever again after this, this show.
1: I know he yeah. certainly will.
0: I, I um, said, yeah, you can. I, I thought we should cancel it when Steven, I heard you were Steven's coming on. <laughs> <already>. he's, he's,
2: <laughs> Stephen's calling already. He's like, no, this, is, this isn't going to work for us. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I, I guess, I, like, I, I don't think it's a horrible price-dancing city for the Albert That like, uh, the, the, the old Nathaniel Lacey. It's, it's only kind of a grade one for the last, what is it, since the Double Racing Festival, and it's done okay. It hasn't produced a winner yet, but, like, so, you know, like a Cooner, a Commander Fleet kind of gone and used that as a good platform to run in there. He stayed well. I was kind of a bit like you, Stephen. I thought, oh, over the last, I just thought Predator's goal, he's coming to get him here. Yeah. Um, And it was maybe a bit of both, maybe Dancing City just staying on strong. He was talking to Danny Mullins after the race and seemed to think, yeah, he just really stayed on probably better than he expected after the last and and kept going. And Predator's Gold maybe just didn't have an answer to that after pulling a bit freely earlier in the race. I would have thought that Ballymore would be a bit classier now than what Predator's Gold uh, faced there. And I know he's got the two-mile grade one form. I haven't finished second to Caldwell Potter, but I'm not sure about that race either. Just the way that all worked out that was kind of a bit of a mess nothing kind of ran well in behind as well I'd probably be against him I'd well, out of the two be more positive on Dancing City in what's an open Albert Bartlett but not not yeah I'd kind of be looking elsewhere as well as a bet but I don't think it's a horrible price that kind of 10 to 12 to one.
0: and if I was to, send, to, to throw a few names at you for the Bearing Bingham Slade Steel Mystical Power could end up going up and Trip Reading Tommy Wrong Ill Atlantique Gidley Park Caldwell Potter where
2: do you think your your shekels might end up like? I'm a big I'm a big fan of Partner. Potter we said before even the seven forty went in for him yesterday. So um I think he could end up there. I as I said I, I like the grade one form over two miles coming up and trip. Um one of those kind of subscribers that you need a bit more pace to win a a value more. I think, I think is okay as well. I'd just be worried about him in the finish. I don't think he's as resolute. Um as his form suggests, or he just doesn't kind of see out his races or seems to travel a lot better into his race and maybe just doesn't see it out. But they do think he's talented as well. Reading Tommy Wrong, I would have thought we'd go up uh, and trip go for Advert. I think he'd be a player there. Uh but big cloudy, cloudier than usual for this time of year, I suppose. Boat races, I guess. Um so uh interesting, yeah. yeah? Be competitive. Cl- Cl-
0: cloudy's good for punters, there's prices to be had, all the all the apart from Ballybrog for the Supreme. That the novice hurdles look open now. The novice chases look open. We move on to them. Um, it's a good thing for punters. though Road it's, it's much more interesting. Cheltenham. We 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 were looking at a prospect of a lot of short price favourites going into Cheltenham now, and two or three of those turned over at the weekend. It's I I prefer. It. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, no,
2: and just you can get stuck into it now because most of them have run already. It's kind of where they run and you, or where they're going to go. But you you have a fair idea what's going to go. Albert Bartlett, I guess, and it's usually usually a race where you can have a crack at the three mile form. I often think is quite underrated. We'll see those races. What's that race coming up now? With, um, is, it Turles, or, yeah. is it Clamel? Clamel
0: and Thurless yet to come? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you the names of the races, Um, but Clamel and Terrellus are both to come. The race that Alaho would have beaten... yes. Manella, Indo in yeah yeah and Monkfish would have won on his way to 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 the Albert Bartlett the Clonmel race so I think both both those races are are coming up if I'm correct I think it's great it's great and we should have big fields as well because I think there'll be plenty of um, trainers both sides of the Irish Sea will take their chance we didn't have it on the running order Dermo but I'm going to ask you about the over other, other uh, well it's not a novice hurdle but the Triumph hurdle market um
1: the Irish came out a lot of people saying
0: they didn't rate this race what did you think?
1: Yeah, so apologies. I actually completely missed that out of the, the running order. Fair play, Cass. Um, Cargis was very good, uh, but Jesus, it, it's just hard to see that form get near Sergino. I thought Masborough was the one to actually take out for a debut run. I thought that was huge effort. Uh, trying to go from the front, that was very much uh, Mark Walsh trying to figure out what he had under him and just said, look, we'll go for it and see see what happened. I thought that the horse hurdled beautifully and I just thought it all got a bit too Much for him at the end, but I thought that was completely reasonable for a first time effort. Um, he'd be the one each way that uh, I'd be playing there, but Sergino has put away Burdett Road and he's eight to one. I think that that says it all about the market that uh, Sergino's odds on Burdett Road is only eight to one and he's third favorite after being absolutely buried by uh, Sergino. So, Sergino to me, uh, cast looks very hard to beat. I think it's very easy to, to find a few each way values there, like Norbergring or uh, etc. But it's uh it's a division where you be looking for an each way angle without necessarily looking to uh, take on the favourite, who all of a sudden has really stamped himself on this market, hasn't
0: he? He he has he has. Now that said, it's going to be the it's going to be the first race on a Gold Cup day. Uh, it's going to be a buzzy market and taking odds on when you're facing down maybe 12 or 14 runners come to the first and a buzzy Friday. is going to look a bit different if you ask me. But uh, Rowan and Groom, the Triumph Hurdle picture after that, a lot of people talked down that um race at the weekend. I thought it was actually probably a pretty decent race. And I thought almost all of those first five home would be beating um, the likes of a burdett Road. So we're going to have the Triumph Place Tarsus in there anyway. What did you think?
2: I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was as bad as people led on. I guess people were just hoping for that kind of start to come out of, it and we'd have like this kind of match up in the triumph, which is probably maybe a bit unrealistic. Like uh, I guess if you were looking at it, you might look at Stormheart the way he won first round, and think maybe if he went to win by you know ten lengths at Leopardstown, we could have this big face off, and maybe maybe that horse was possibly Salvatore Mundy and I'm, I presume Cheltenham is probably out for him now. Uh, he Miss that race, but perhaps we might find a race for him somewhere. But I'd yeah. imagine
0: Willie has ran a few. He's ran a few first time up in the Triumph, so he could yeah, yeah, he could,
2: he could do that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, and would I think be an there's interest. a race at
0: Fairy House in the next two weeks. Normally there is a good four year old race. At
2: Ferry yes, Ferry at yeah, correct, right, yeah. So he yeah. could go for that. And they could. Could could run there, and he would be interesting, obviously on the form in France previously. Um, Dearman uh, mentioned them briefly there. If I was having a bet on the race now, uh, force the hand, I'd go with Nurburgring, uh, just on the on the form line there. And like he was in between Carjisi and um, Carjisi, who I'm, I'm reliably informed is it's it's pronounced that way. I think it's some sort of Indian word. Did he just got yeah.
1: yeah, I heard Ruby good, just completely dismissed knowledge. that racing TV. He wouldn't have it. He said, "No, no, the, this horse is now in Ireland. She could be." Called it what we call
0: <laughs> <her>. <laughs> Well, Ronan groom—that's good, good journalistic work. That's why they pay you the big bucks in the Irish field. That's, a, that's car- just uh, earwig,
2: earwigging on the uh, in the press room. I think Eddie Kustlop came in and, and told everyone this is called Carjisi. So uh, yeah. there you go. If I can give you anything, that maybe that's uh, one thing. But anyway, Nurburgring—I um, like them now. I just—I just thought um, the way he ran that race at Christmas, in between runners, he just got tapped for toe there, didn't he? Thought Cheltenham might be. You know, more of a stamina test of the trip might suit him better. And uh, with that Karjizi Car- form now, uh, obviously a Grade One winner, um, That possibly possibly twenty twenty one was a bit big about him each way. I think he definitely goes there. I I could actually see it cutting up now when all the Sergino chat kind of uh, develops, and they seem to think obviously he's a bit of a machine. He's going to be odds on. Maybe this turns into like a eight nine runner field, and he definitely runs. So he each way he could be uh, could be the way into the race.
0: Yeah, could see that. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. It'll be an 8-9 runner field. Uh, but I'd say if will still run 4 or 5, it's what he tends to do with, with this race. Um, Nürburgring, of course, was was giving weight that day to Caliconti and Cargici, Uh, that day at Christmas. Uh, I thought Stormheart might improve a lot for the new course. Looks like a big galloping track would suit him. So I'd still be giving him a chance. He's around the 12-1 to 1 mark. Uh, novice Chasers, and now this is where it gets interesting. Dear Nolan. You are his, one of his biggest fans. Uh, what was your verdict on Marine Nationale?
1: I have rewatched this about 20 times. I'm still laughing, Cass, at myself, you, and uh, David Jennings have an argument about Gaelic Warrior or Marine Nationale. And they were both beaten in separate races quite comfortably. Um, Marine Nationale, Cass, uh, I thought a few things. I thought, first of all, you say that there's a bit of a, a small kink in him. Definitely was the case. He hated the ground. I say his breathing's not all that either. He's had a breathing operation already. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear he's gone for another. Because watching it, first of all, I, I kind of thought that maybe there was a bit too much confidence in the ride. That was completely wrong. Um, the ride was grand. Michael Sullivan never looked happy through the whole thing. But afterwards, he was very... He didn't want to be making any excuse at all, Michael O'Sullivan. You know, usually a jockey will reach for something very quickly. He really wasn't. He just kept saying, no, no, we're beaten. He looked very disappointed. Um I don't think that's his true running, but all of a sudden there's just serious question marks over what this horse has has actually done over the years now because the the two mile hurdlers from last season don't look a whole pile really. All of a sudden, do they? Bar Ilite yeah, But top. yeah, you know, so like bar him. Um, so you have to just kind of likely question what he's done. I do think he's an awful lot better than that. I just think that he cut out too quickly. Again, all you heard from jockeys over the weekend was that the ground was much worse than they all thought it was going into it. Uh, so I don't think he lifted himself off it. I think he hated it. He, he's always been a very much good ground horse, but Christmas belies that though. And he? he flew around at Christmas time on, on similar grounds. So I am scratching or, or my or head. a royal
0: bond on possibly heavy ground without On heavy ground, yeah, there. exactly. Uh, so not give me that scr- shit.
1: Exactly. So you're just scratching your head with him. Um, and it more than likely is the case, Cass, that he's just... Another horse is just not as good as we thought
0: he was, probably. Yeah, I think maybe another horse that's come up with a problem more than than he was that good in the Supreme, but has come up with a physical issue. Ronan, you were on the ground. What what were you hearing? What was the the talk on the ground? Any insights? Was there any physical issues talked about? The breathing Dermo mentioned there looked an issue to me anyway.
2: I, I, I think so. I, I, no, nothing official or nothing from the actual camp. I didn't hear anything, but just from chatting people around the parade ring and stuff. I, better horse judges than me just thought he was in distress, you know, coming in Kinda of cocked his head up in the air a bit and was kind of just gurgling for it or like looking for a bit of, you know, if it is a wind issue, that would make sense, you know, and I wouldn't be a big fan of a, a double wind up or going back again. Um I'd say he's in trouble now, to be honest. Um, I, I, a... I
0: thought he showed a little signs of that at Christmas. I know this is a bit after time on it, but I wasn't keen on him at all as as, as regular listeners. So no, at the weekend, because I, I, I thought he was, his head carriage at Christmas was really bad. You don't see really good horse over jumps foaming at the mouth crossing the line. And he was at Christmas, which suggests he was struggling with his mouth, which suggests he was struggling to breathe.
2: Yeah, I just like, and I'm surprised he's still... Tight enough at the top of the market, like I mean, could you be backing that for an Arco Now, I think the Arco has got gone wide open. Now, to be honest, I think could be a bit like that year when um, Duke de Geneva won. Um...
0: Duke, Duke, Duke de Geneva, yeah.
2: I'll give you a fiver if you can name who went off favourite that year. Oh, uh,
0: would it have been Notebook?
2: No, you're on the right. You're on the
0: right owners. The right owners, uh, Greyhorse No, Petty Mouchoir.
2: No.
1: No, I okay. Yeah, I've had two guests notebook, yeah, notebook was the show. This the I did in the,
2: it a great one, and I'm down in Limerick on Saint Oh, Hardline, Hardline, yes, is it? Uh, correct. Yes,
0: yeah. So yeah,
2: I, think I think it could be that type of article to be honest. <laughs> I didn't know you were not
0: favoured after this gas. Do, dodging that. bullet style article, maybe. Yeah. yeah, perhaps. And, um, and any but, any views on it are uh takes think it's like, like
2: I I do think the, the winners could be slightly underrated, <laughs> none more so than Willie Mullins, who who tends to I just think think it's mad uh, listening to Willie after race. I don't know if either you caught uh, Willie's interview with Lydia, because I was just listening to getting my own quotes of uh, Lydia there. But sometimes racing TV don't put out these. Uh, pieces if they're too busy or whatever so uh, I don't know if you caught it but Lydia was obviously asking Willie about let's say Tom and all wanted to talk about was um was 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 Fasile Vega and third like, like the love he has for for Vega is just, <laughs> I find it very strange and like he ran okay Fasile Vega but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be very positive on going forward I think he needs that sort of ground and he probably sort of the best in there, back on quick ground in Chelsea I'm not sure about him at all and it's just a bit of a it's uh, it's kind of like Willie seems to get these horses where he he, he, he it's a mission horse him or it's his own cliff horse and I'm not sure um we'll ever get to see that like, like kind of what he sees a home or, or what he wants he's dying to prove to everyone but um it's just it's just interesting if you owned illate he was same, I
1: remember with Rammelies as well he
2: absolutely loved that horse yeah. he used to go on and on and on about him and he'd horse it Dutton <laughs> yeah yeah but like I wonder if you if you owned illate Tomp and this is the second time this has happened because it happened last year at Race, the Dublin Racing Festival remember when 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 and went off too quick and he was out to criticize Town and straight away. No talk about the actual winner of the race. If you yeah. own them, it's like it's yeah. like Willie really has this weird autonomy of power that he can just basically do and say what he wants about horses. But this is this is just after Ronan
1: at Christmas time, where his Willie's son told another jockey not to be going up the inside on that horse again yeah. in the grade one. Like yeah. <laughs> it's it's very odd. Like, I mean those owners yeah. must be looking on going. I don't know what's going on here, but again, they they
2: to, say- and they should be more careful with their language, like, that Maybe we all know what goes on, etc. But like, the way they talk about races like that, and Willie especially, I don't know. Just, I just, I just, I just put myself in the shoes of the owners, of Tomp and All you've been asked, you're, you, given like Lydia, like literally asked them three times about the winner, and he went back to Fassoevega. You know, but you know, back at Cheltenham, he's got to know how around Cheltenham and not. that's strange, but anyway, a wide open article, and yeah, I tend to take the winner as a bit underrated.
0: So, Ronan Groom calls for the syndicate-owned Ilete Tomp owners to make a power move and take the horse out of Willie Mullins. Yeah, uh, for the good, good of the game. Is, yeah, for the good of the game. <laughs> game. Move it don't, to Nichols. Move it to Nichols. Don't do um, well here in Wicklow. Don't do <laughs> <to Rowell. laughs> Yeah, yeah. Having his best season ever, all's going well. well uh, he's, a, he's a man that can't complain at the moment. Okay, so and uh, the the next, uh, as we jump up the trips and the divisions with the novice chasers, the Turner's market, another market blown wide open. Ronan, we'll stay with you. Um, you were there. Gaelic Warrior was acting up. He's done it before, uh, I believe. Um, what did you make of it, and what did you make a fact of file in light of that with the Turners and Brown advisory picture? Uh,
2: I wasn't actually there, Stephen, but I was watching uh, closely on on television. Um, I heard I heard different things about Gaelic Warrior in the ring. Some people say to think it wasn't that big of a deal. Other people would say he was a bit lively. Um the race was just bonkers wasn't it this went from the best possibly the best novice chase we were going to have all season to the worst literally like I, I tweeted out earlier that morning a tweet that will probably never be uh, would be right up there for aged badly uh, category because I, I quite like that natural look in the first uh, she was beaten after about <laughs> halfway through and then suggesting the same tweet that this race could be the best race of the season or the best novice chase on it just a shocker really like Gaelic Warrior I don't know like he, Willie seemed to think he was beaten after something happened at the fifth last or the sixth last, and Paul kind of had accepted it from there. And then Fact the File has obviously just gone and won as he did. I don't know what you can make of the form now. Is there going to be a favourite ever at the Gentleman Festival with as soft as form as Fact of File for all that he's yeah, doing? Yeah. I like the way he's done it, but like he's beaten Zana here and a Manella Cocooner who just basically wasn't at the race his first time out. Santa here is Namora Chaser, Amir you and. um. This is he basically had a run around Leopard Stamp because Gaelic Warrior was just a non event here, non entity. And I can't imagine he'd even go to them now. It was, a, it was a shotgun one from each on this anti post because I backed Gaelic Warrior Turners and Fact of File Brown Advisory. And now it's looking like the Turners is a very live thing for, for Fact of File and Gaelic Warrior probably won't run at all. I'd imagine they'd go Fairy House, wouldn't they? now uh, it's it, it's uh, willow warm yeah, or the, the old
0: powers gold cup old, is it called the Ryanair gold cup now or something or what's it willow called willow warm big I goal. think it's called yeah willow, willow warm good big shout yeah. out to our good friends and willow warm there the good yeah.
2: people the good uh, people yeah. at willow warm yeah. keeping houses <laughs> so warm just uh, yeah so uh, but, yeah like that that very house is quite close to Cheltenham this year so maybe that wasn't even an option for them as well so uh, I don't mind yeah
0: well fact file dormer certainly kept Willy warm. Uh, over the weekend, winning winning yet another Grade One. What did you think of it? Were you as impressed with Factor File as our good friend Dean Ryan?
1: Ah, uh, you can't possibly be that. No, but I thought he was very good. Uh, I like, I did like what he did. I liked when he just loomed up beside Gaelic. He just Gaelic was gone all of a sudden. You know, like he, uh, what he did himself was very impressive. But I completely agree with Ronan. It's very hard to tell what he's actually done. But this race, as well as tinned out all of a sudden. I mean, I found a fifty goes to the Arkle. L.A. Francais is not going. Ginny's Destiny will go. Gaelic okay? like, Warrior is probably not going. fast Vega might go up and trip. L.A. Thayton probably going. Arco. This race com- completely falls apart again. So like, if there is an each-way angle there, Cass, you might inform us. Uh, because you might know one there. Because I, I, I've i been struggling all morning trying to... I was really trying to find a wise guy price here and come in with a 25-1 to 1 shot. But I mean, like... Nella Kooner is only 33-1 to 1 for this, which kind of says it all, really. Um, it's a completely wide-open race. It's not one that I'm... Massively keen, kind of get involved. I think he'll be hard beaten. I think what he's done is very good, but as Ronan said, I can't can't disagree at all with it. It's just very hard to put any substance on what he's do on what he's done. But the likely second favorite, Ginny's Destiny, that horse has been doing it in handicap company as well, so it's very hard to ascertain what what Ginny's Destiny has done. So it's well, a very... well you know
0: what, just Ginny's Destiny's doing. He's he's probably you know going to run somewhere in the one fifties around Cheltenham on the yeah. Wednesday. So that 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 that's what you have to beat. But Factor File has done absolutely nothing. I would say to even suggest he's ran anywhere near that yet. I I, I would say Gaelic Wire. He ran
1: to one fifty, I'd say, did he?
0: Well, you can you can put a number. I think on Sunday because Gael- no? Gaelic Wire was jumping him into the ground
1: for the first few fences. Then, oh, but he's I- at the track though. How how far right uh, Gaelic Wire went to the first he- two was mental. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And, but but he it was very unusual in that he had a lead and all of a sudden turning into the back. Fact file was in front, which would suggest that the way Gay Aguirre travels powerfully,
1: all wasn't well. I and don't know. They- he got uh, looking at Twitter today. He's he was back at working today, and they couldn't find anything clear. Yes. Off with him I'd be
0: all. strongly of the view he didn't give remotely his running and therefore Factifile basically had a gallop
1: around I think
0: and then you're taking 6-4 to four
1: I think he jumped right four. and he threw a strop Then when it wasn't going well for him Mark yeah. Walsh sat off I'm happy enough that he was going so far right that Mark Walsh didn't even need to be challenging jumping wise he was just going to let him let him hang himself uh, yeah uh, find a crude saying uh, I,
0: think it's a, I think Factifile is an atrocious price is my point yes. you're, you're based yeah, you on what it's he's it's done like two, two yeah. races that have completely fell apart who would you um, be looking at there though the American uh, well I'd be very much after you I've said it before American Mike when he's fresh is a really really good horse uh, he he hammered Fact File was it Fact File or Corbett's Cross sorry I mixed up the two factofile, of File yeah, yeah hammered him in a beginner's chase and and while I actually had a good bet them 16 to 1 anti post three places at the weekend and wasn't too happy to see him <laughs> taken out uh, if they keep him fresh and I genuinely now, I mean if they don't run him between now and Cheltenham uh, I think 25s for the Turners which would be his trip and, and, and it's their non-runner, no bet. Uh, I think American Mike Fresh is a very good horse. He travelled really well into the, the Bering Bingham last year. He'd be one I'd be interested in and is a likely runner. Uh, And like you say, there mightn't be that big a field, but I suppose they'll all take their chance in the end because, uh, yeah, yeah, so, you know, fact yeah. to File is such a weak, weak favourite at the price. For all that, he could be very good. Um, a very good. So just animator. to give one
1: shout out as well, Cass, I met one of our listeners, uh, Jack Dempsey at the race course who told me that he must be one of the first people ever to absolutely unload on a horse in a two-runner race and not even finish second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, I had to give him a shout-out for that At one. least yeah, he got a run it. for his money. Good for you, Jack.
0: <laughs> Hello, Jack, and all all the all the listeners that came out. You had a few come up to you at the weekend, Dermo, had you? A few, yeah, met Ronan Dial,
1: and a few more, yeah. no, all...
0: Like Ryan Tuberty going around the place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all, all good people, Cassus, uh, as we always knew, all the race artists, they're all good people.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I don't know, is it worth talking about the Brown Advisory, but it's on our running order, I suppose, in the context of this. Uh, the whole picture looks shady now. Ronan, um, seeing as you're never coming on again, we've confirmed <laughs> that, what do you think about the Brown Advisory picture now
2: at the moment? Like, i I to see see Factor is still going here. Like uh, It seems like the only person who has any sort of autonomy or power over really or can tell them what to do is is, is the great man with the green and gold and, and Frank Berry. So perhaps to file they might still want to run him here. But depending on what they want to do with Corbett's cross, there's obviously due to run in the two and a half uh, the city miles there. And Emmett seems to be, talking to Emmett at the start of the season, seems to think that two and a half miles is kind of where they hopefully end up. With him kinda of utilizing both the, the speed and stamina aspects there, but who knows, he could go anywhere. No one no one He didn't friendly. stay at Christmas though, did he? He just didn't stay blatantly, I thought at Christmas time. Yeah, so I would have thought the two and a half mile might be a better option for him and I could see um I could see that happening. Like for Entire West you, you obviously have to take into account as well, just to, obviously he didn't run. Hopefully he's okay. Like I didn't stay away Faye, probably. Because we're on to a fair standard so far. I'm a big fan, obviously, of the Albert Bartlett winner kind of coming back for the Brown advisory. I think that's a pretty solid form line, Um, generally speaking, uh, and obviously did quite well the last day um, out, of, out in open company. I would have thought he'd be maybe a little bit closer to Faberich or that sort of thing. I do, like, fact, fact of file is a, is a atrocious price on form, but the vibes, I guess, you have to just account for what the vibes are from the camp. Just being there after he won at Christmas, just, I don't know how do, you, how do you price up a feeling or a vibe or something? You probably can't, and probably you know, it's straight to the poorhouse if you're going to do that for your, your consistently, but just you have to uh, kind of um account for the feeling from the camp. And it just seemed got the vibe off Willie Mullins that they really really liked it. Fella, it took ages for us for him to come over to us after that that Christmas, that went over Christmas, you know, kind of debriefing with JP and, and Frank, and uh, they're all there, and just you know, just got the feeling that there's a, there's a lot of hope behind them so. Uh, yeah, very interesting race But stay away, Faye would be the one for me At the moment That the prices might be A tiny bit underrated.
0: Very good Okay, Dermo We know you are you like Mighty yeah, stars yeah, yeah. So we, we, we won't bother going Keep on that. Trucking, Yeah, keep on talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 El Fabiolo Mighty uh, Impressive Hugely impressive What an engine on the horse um, We'll move on to The Open Division staying where We'll talk about The Champion Chase Quickly And the Gold Cup um, El Fabiolo With the shape of the race now And El Fabiolo Going to be so strong And so few runners Could we could you give John Bon any little squeak, maybe? Dirty each way better, anything like that, Ronan?
2: Oh, it wouldn't be my style now, to be honest, uh, uh, Stephen. I, I do like John Bon, and I was kind of pr- more pro him than probably most people were at the start of the season. I thought good ground or better ground might just suit him, as opposed to last year's Arco, which was a bit softer. Um, I just couldn't. I, he let me down the last day, I think, just jumping. Has that. a lot of questions to answer now. El Fabiola was just a brute, isn't he? And I used to kind of think, I used to... Look, Elfabiel and goes. One of these days, this mistake is going to get him. It's going to, it's going to stop him or something. But he seems to be able to just make these mistakes and get through it, which is quite unusual for a two miler. But uh, he just doesn't jump as well as as the best ones do. But he, he can, he can survive a mistake if he has to. And I thought he actually jump much better than he did at Cork? Uh, which was like kind of my alarm bells are ringing for him after Cork. I thought he was stickier than usual there on his comeback, and Phil got quite close to him as a result. But. Um, Jump much better there. The Dino Blue, you know, shouldn't sleep on that form. She's been pretty progressive this season as well and absolutely couldn't get near him. So definitely the one to beat.
0: Yeah, he's got a yeah, snow, yeah, snowplow all driving all
1: through, it's through it's this it's stuff. Good. Uh you haven't had an El Fabiola or we move on? No, no, I just actually love the fact Cass, that he's, he's learned how to make mistakes so well that he doesn't need to fix his jumping at all. He just handles hitting a fence. He belts a fence and it just doesn't take a scratch off him. It's a phenomenal way of getting around because usually you would say with him I'd like to take him on because he's you know he will make a mistake just doesn't knock a feather off him he's learned how to find a leg very very easily he, he made a few bad jumps at the weekend again and he just finds a leg so so simply that yeah he's a horse he's he's relatively brawn proof really Cass
0: yeah, I suppose the only thing is he's—he's he's probably due. It's one of these racing; uh, these things become uh, common parlance in racing. Marine Nasty is going to be the next Arkell. Paul Town had always manages to pick the right ones. These things are always blown out of the <laughs> yeah. water. So, yeah, Shelton, the, the Paul ta-
1: that Paul Town and right <laughs> race one needs to go away now. Anyway, definitely. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was kind of due, due, due
0: a change. Um, we said about could John Bond be the greatest to each way better of all time? He certainly won't be because Stateman, Looks to be that uh, I, I cannot believe You can still back this horse At seven to two With three places Um, Ronan Groom I don't want to hear This will close your account That's nonsense Get down to the shops And have as much on As you can Would that be the, the, the That would be the Safest responsible Gambling message Wouldn't it You have to gamble yeah. responsibly And put on one of the best bets You will ever see in your life
2: Yeah why not And then have your picture Taken in that shop forevermore, And uh, you'll probably <laughs> Never be able to walk in there Ever again But uh, yeah uh, Look God and you know, like that and people will say oh the the each way part of it yeah you, that your your overall money place wise there but is the win part alive here lads or am I much of hundred percent
0: alive isn't it hundred like, percent alive you have a horse maybe... coming coming from the back of a a, a slight setback a horse who jumps so low he could make a mistake I put it this way Ronan if 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 Constitution had made one bad mistake to cost him four lengths it's even money each or two isn't it. No. That's
2: that's a fair way of looking at it, yeah. And 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 he has had a apparently has had a, a bad scope or whatever. Um, whether how, how how much credence we give that. Um, or the, that's just a part of Nikki's kind of playbook for for not running whatever. But. God, if there was one result like bending aside, if there's one result at the Cheltenham Festival, that I'd love to see. I'm probably going to go at Kevin Keegan here, but I'd love to, just if State Man beat Constitution <laughs> Hill. That would one,
0: be. one for the little guy there with Willie Mullins winning the. I know, I know, I know. that
2: sounds mad, but like State Man, <laughs> you just love to own him, wouldn't you? Like, ah, oh, what a fabulous, horse. absolute pro, and as Ran like shows up to every gig and runs his race, and it's just rock solid. Whereas. And and isn't it sad to be like, kind of feel like you're against Constitution Hill? There's nothing to do with the horse at all. It's just the way he's been campaigned by his uh, owner and trainer this year. It's actually just, I don't know how you feel about this, lads, but just very disappointing to me. I just think it's really frustrating to watch. And you nearly want horses to beat him now, or or a horse-like statement has been the polar opposite. You know, just shows up to every gig and does what he does. So I'd love to see it now
0: yeah, yeah, I'd like to see it as well, I think. I think the thing with Nicky is the fact he says he's going to do one thing and then does the other is more annoying. Willie would tend not to do that, and I'm not a huge Willie fanboy at all. Um Guillermo, are you giving statement any chance in hell of, of turning over Constitution Hill uh, if X, Y, or Z happens on the Tuesday?
1: I was reading Race IQ the last day, and you know his his jumping still hasn't improved enough to match the lengths that Constitution Hill takes out of him at the hurdles. Const- I personally think Constitution Hill needs to make more than one mistake, like you mentioned there, to, uh, to be even both of them. Just the ease in which he swatted him away last year. But I love the simplicity in which State Man hammers home in these races. It's just a brilliant, brilliant racehorse, and uh, State Man is uh, he's excellent. But yeah, it's just. It's unfortunate, really, that he's bumping into such a brilliant, brilliant racehorse. But as uh Ronan said, for the sport overall, you would leave this love, love to see him win, just like you would uh, Gallop the champs as well, because it should bury the whole thought that these horses need to be minded. Run them, run them, run them, and see what happens.
2: Did Did and, you see? Uh, sorry, could you see the uh, to see? Willie uh, had a little go at Nikki um on ITV race. Yeah. It was brilliant, it was wasn't that, it? And, and then he said, and then he kind of tried to clear it up a bit and go, oh, well, you know, Nicky's a great man for getting them ready on the big day, which kind of didn't really, give more credence <laughs> to what he said before. It didn't at all, no, but he said, yeah, no, uh, we have to run
1: them. You, you know, you have to run them. And Paul Nichols had a similar pop a few weeks ago as well. Um, yeah. Because I think the most the most damaging aspect of what Nicky does isn't what he does with the horses. He can do whatever he wants with them. We all know damn well that what happened to, to Altior against Surname is what has led to all of this nonsense. Mm. Is Altior was damaged that day and he's been careful with them all since. Um, but the most dangerous thing that he keeps talking about that he's doing this on safety grounds. And that's, I think that's what's annoying the Willie Mullinses and the Paul Nichols that that's not a good look at all for racing when they're talking about not running a horse on safety grounds is you may as well switch the lights off if that's the rhetoric that you know one of our greatest trainers is saying. Uh,
0: and, and the other open chase division to talk about Dermo is the Gold Cup. Um, what did you make of that race? I don't think it was a straightforward and uh, an analysis as a lot of people are given. Mm. Um, I heard Johnny Deneen and Paul Keeley. Uh, saying that I think it was Keely maybe it was Matt Williams uh, with, with Geno on a show saying that they think that faster slow could turn him over in the gold cup um, the gold cup is still the gold cup there's a lot of running to be done over three mile two around Cheltenham is it done and dusted in your mind?
1: I don't see how faster slow turns turns that form around he out jumped him the whole way around he, I thought JJ Slevin matched it uh, the only grounds would it be that faster slow takes him on a bit further out maybe is that what they're they're it could kind of turn that around, but he outjumped him. I mean, again, looking at race IQ, they had the the full fence to fence done up, and um, he outjumped him the vast majority of the fences, and he still couldn't beat him. There was a relevant, there was a bit of kind of ease in which Gallopin went away in the end. I don't think Cass, I don't personally feel that uh, fast or slow is the one that's going to beat him in a Gold Cup. Obviously, if he underperforms, like you just said there, if Constitution makes an error, that brings a statement into it, if Gallopin makes an error. But Gallopin has made errors and he's still beating these horses. He's he's not jumping as well. He kind of, every second day seems to put in a serious jumping performance and then kind of goes back into real safe jumping. My angle on the race, which I will be saying <laughs> for the rest of the season is, I think there's one angle to beating Gallopin Deschamps. I think it revolves around uh, Brave Man's game and faster, slow, rightfully believing that they can win this race and having a cut at him from three out, two out. And I just think that he, he could hold them off just like Bob's work in Sylvania Conti back then, and it's something like a Lord, Lord Windermere arrives after the last when the horse has you know, has won his race twice already and might can hold him off. I think Nassalam is an absolutely huge price in the Gold Cup. Um I actually shared this on on the group the last day. Got it from Steve Jones on Twitter, but the the last five horses to win a Welsh Grand National off eleven stone, six or more is an elegant escape, a uh, native river, Caribou's hill. Uh, synchronised and then there was one other but basically it was three gold cup winners and one horse that should have won a gold cup now Elegant Escape obviously didn't turn out to be a gold cup horse but what he did that day was monstrous and there's just an angle in my head that that I just see um, I see him fighting off faster zone Brabant's game and a Nassalam just arriving over the top and just you know not being able to repel a horse like that who probably couldn't go to pace with him early on that's the only angle I see left cast. I think he is beatable, as brilliant as he is, but I don't think it's fast or slow. I, I, I found that analysis very strange because I don't see what JJ Slevin and Martin Brazl can change now that can actually win uh, win that race.
0: Very good. Uh, Nassalam, you just have to say Naslam now, Dermo, if we've three months. So, how many weeks? Are we five weeks to go? We five don't need five to... weeks at least. At all. You've, it's all, like... you've done it now. You've done your whole analysis of what's going to win the World Cup. We just <laughs> wanted to know where you're for against Gallup and Deschamps But that's it. Nassalam, we can play that back, Cameron, clip that bit in, and we don't have to go through that every time we're on the podcast between now and it's the like Friday challenge. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. How many times could I have listened to the case for Pat's fancy for the 4 mile And it's ours, 250 to one on Betfair or something. That's time. Gallup and Champ is odds on with all books, uh, Ronan Groom. Uh,
2: would you be a player or a layer? Oh, I'd be a layer, uh, Steve, at that price. a uh, odds on now for the Gold Cup. You couldn't touch it, really, could you? I don't, t- I don't even think it'd be that sort of price of the day. You might just come back out to a a relatively decent price. The other side of even money, I'd imagine. Um, mm-hmm. look, it's just hard to win Gold Cups. Like, I know it's one, Leopard Sound is one thing and he does look back to his best now. And I echo what Dearman said. Like, I think you're getting faster, slow slow jumping him there. I think... Well, down the, uh, the race IQ data. The race IQ data this length gain jumping, it's like the new XG of uh, <laughs> yeah, it really is, isn't it? So, so Gallup, they had Galvin and down minus three point one four and faster slow eight point one nine. So like that's a difference obviously. In like, yeah, Gallop and the Champ was still able to kind of put them to the sword there. And, and albeit I'll be in a steadily run race. Um, obviously the, the race got kind of, going up a bit when Conflated didn't go on. Um. I don't know I just Gold oh, Cups are hard to win as I say i probably be looking at a couple uh, Carrick Rambler is on my shortlist. I might as well put put, put these up now when uh, I won't be back on again uh, but uh, <laughs>
1: you will be back <laughs> on I not <don't> <laughs> you will. <laughs> uh,
2: I just so, felt so threatened I there I felt
0: <laughs> I'm normally on tipping uh, Ronan so I felt threatened that there was someone else you know in that chair so because I'll be off this chair now soon enough so I need you know I need to I need to mind my own backyard.
2: Like, I might I uh, might just throw up anything now here and give all my dodgy racing views that, you know, have you down for defamation and everything now while they can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, sorry, uh, I can. But i sorry, Kambler. If they believe, if... I, I kind of just want this to in to have a bit more belief in them because they're talking about this as a trial run, but I presume he would be going there uh, in, in, in decent shape. I don't. I a slow as well. Uh, and gentleman's game, uh, mouse with a good horse. I always like them. Um, and kind of, he's decided to miss obviously at the Irish Gold Cup, go straight there. Obviously on the form, he has plenty to to still get to, but he has the right type of profile for the race. And which I'm just a sticker for in the Gold Cup. I think you need this type of seven-year-old second season horse. And for that reason, I kind of be willing to take on and the Sean. Still to the unique test that is the Gold Cup.
0: Yeah, and he's had four hard races since winning the Gold Cup uh, last year as well, which uh, he's got three hard races this year and and kind of in quick succession, bang, 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 uh, Gallop and Deschamps. So he'll he'll have that to overcome as well. Um, As we wind down the podcast, we get to notebook horses for the festival. Uh, While you think about that, Ronan, Dermot Nolan, anything go into your notebooks, maybe even for the handicaps at the Children's Festival?
1: Yeah, on better ground, Um, I thought Magical Zoe would take an awful lot of stopping potentially in a county hurdle. I thought the ground just got her, jumping the last. It was heartbreaking watching her. I was all over him and she jumped the last and you could just see Daryl O'Keefe just getting there, getting there, getting there. I thought this was a lovely performance. The front, the second, third and fourth actually all ran very well. So Scottish, as well handicapped as he seems to be, never quite gets the job done. Um, But Zenta and Magical Zoe both travelled like an absolute dream, both of them. Uh, Magical Zoe Obviously representing The Irish pint form This season as well So she's one that If she can manage To get better ground And I wouldn't be adverse To maybe booking The likes of uh, Michael Connor, The old course At Cheltenham With how well she travels The county hurdle Would just I think Suit her down to the Absolute ground At 25 to 1 And then the One of the most Unlucky horses The whole weekend I know Hartwood Won that handicap chase In the Sunday really well But Percival Legolias Or how do you say That name again Percival yeah, Legolwa I would say yeah. Lagalwa sorry That's it um, I thought that was that he was coming to a win. It was a monstrous performance. Poor old Connerstone was. That's the second time for Cromwell now hitting the last. Um, but he could be one for something like an Ultima. Um, where him and Panda Boy also advertise his credentials. But he's another horse that never, never quite gets the job done. So Percival... Um it. Uh, Legal, you've
0: disgraced yourself twice there now with pronunciation and by saying that the county hurdle is run on the old course. Which course it's on. Sorry, the sorry, <laughs> well, I, I, I did have the
1: last out with the new, the new course. Sorry, uh, so sorry. So the uh, new course suited were great because again, there's very few hurdles there in the last few furlongs, so she'd be suited there. But um, yeah, they're the two, yeah,
0: yeah very good, very That's good. It. Ronan and Ronan Annie Nopa courses, Anthony, for the handicaps that uh, Cock we- Troy.
2: Yeah, a few, um just very go very quickly. I like Tenta in the way she ran, I think he's got the scope to progress again. I'm not a massive fan of back and five-year-olds in five year olds in I know any kind of open company or, or like basically against all horses, but she looks like she had a lot more to give. I like Willie Mullins obviously running horses at the County Hurdle, not over further like the Carl Cup and that sort of stuff. Um but I'm obviously got a much better record than the uh, County, she's one for two in Ireland. Could be interesting. Uh, absurd doesn't have a rating. They didn't give him a rating yesterday, um. So I'm not sure what he could possibly go for. But I was kind of. I think you mentioned him Dermot there, there earlier. I thought he ran okay. But there, Martin Pipe kind of that was a real
1: and Deschamps type ride, wasn't it? That 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 yeah. to me now looked to scream to me is remember when Mikey Fogarty rode him into a, 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 nearly a place. Brian Hayes did something similar. Yeah. He could be Martin
2: Pipe yeah. So. Yeah, so that's what, that's what kind of what I was thinking as well. And he's a monster rating, obviously on the flat. He's one ten. Uh, obviously, that doesn't always transfer over, but it's obviously he's got some level of ability to be one ten on the flat. And if he can get close to or even be seventy five percent of that over hurdles, he could be an interesting one. And the other one was Good Time Johnny. Um, bit of money for him now. Maybe the it's starting to come a bit warm again uh, after you know, obviously just a couple of. Runs around earlier on in the season, and he basically probably ran as good, if not better, than he did uh, at the Dublin race of his last season. And obviously he came got at Cheltenham Then maybe the Kim Muir would that be? Would he get that type of rating? Uh, get there and get a good Irish amateur up on him? Uh, I thought he would be interesting. Something like
1: that was that. one of the yeah. best rides of the weekend. I thought how Enright got him around. Even was he he yeah. hit about five or six of them very hard. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, right. he's yeah. jumping is an
2: amazing. Obviously, I've not had those. Uh, ran okay in the circumstance might be might be one of the type to improve I suppose so uh, interesting to see what he ends up. i would be loathe to back any of these now to be honest before handicap ratings come out but yeah. uh, these would be kind of on the on the shortness
0: uh, you'd be half mad to be backing in the handicaps anyway until all, almost on the day with the extra places of the way the markets are in the morning off Um, unless you really have an angle and I'm going to throw one last curveball actually that that wasn't on the running order but the Grand National weights. Came out today. Do either of you have a fancy, a long-term fancy for the Grand National? Yes. By the way it's the entry. Sorry, Rowan, hands up there quickly. Yes. What? What? Make make a case for one. I'm a, I'm a
2: very big fan, and I was I was keen to see how he went yesterday in the sale. But Chemical Energy, I just think, has got a big one in him. I think he's well handicapped off the uh, back of the National Hunt race last season. I think he's kind of unlucky there, just the way things fell for him. And since that, he's just once a decent surface, doesn't he? And they pulled out the Paddy Power there Christmas because it went soft. Just holding on to him, I'm pretty sure they think he's very well handicapped and I uh, don't want to waste it on, on running on soft ground or whatever and running running OK and possibly going up a few pounds, whatever. They ran well in the Kerry National again, but I think, you know, the ground probably against them that day as well. Go back to Cheltenham, possibly, but maybe they saved him for the big one. Um, I think, was it Jiggenstown ended up with him? No, he Not. actually was,
0: he, he, he's in the... I can't think of their names, the American Mike colours. He's in those oh, yeah, yes, Bechtive, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. he's in those colours on the racing post um Grand National. Right. So it was Eddie
2: O'Leary who bought who bought bought him, I think, what it could have been for he buys for um for Bectiv as well. So yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So not Gordon obviously quite obviously keen to keep a lot of them, but just stuck up between last night. For two hundred thousand or two fifteen he seemed like obviously mad word that is national hunt you know buying national hunt horses is, is, is madness but that seemed to me like the best value you're getting a, like a, a rock solid national horse there at least get you to the big day and he'd be the one i'd be looking at you back to him at 66s or something the
1: very good Nolan, now for the national malarition cast again i don't need to uh go on too much he's a horse that broke our hearts on this podcast oh, but i think uh the way he went through that race was one very uh, reminiscent to me of a horse that would handle Aintree quite well that he just would you know uh, moss along he mightn't have had the finishing kick of a that's all right, Gino but uh, he might need to over four miles plus so I think he's uh, he's one I like for definitely
0: Very good Okay that wraps up uh, and thank you very much especially to Ronan Groom for coming on Journalist of the Irish Field first of many visits he's going to have and (laughs) Dermot Nolan thank you as always and we will see you on Thursday to preview the weekend uh, with myself Dermot Nolan and who's on Dermot? Ontario Paddy Aspel Paddy, Aspel Paddy Aspel Great Two of the most
2: admirable chases You could possibly wish to see